Hello, hello, welcome to Please Excuse My Potty Mouth Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. My name is Sam. We have a special guest in the building today. <laughs> Mr. Julius Carter, a.k.a. Jay. Yes, sir. Jay, introduce yourself to the people. How you doing, Jay Carter? That's all I got to say for now. Boy, you better say some more shit than that. Come on, hey, man. what y'all want to know? Say some shit, then. Hey, um. Favorite rap album. Favorite rap album. Something by Tribe Called Quest, probably Lower Theory. That's what I'm going to roll with. That's my group, Tribe Called Quest. Right on, brother. Right on. Right. It's your boy, D.Y., a.k.a. The Doctor, on the check-in. we got a jam-packed show for y'all. Praise God, all out. We back at it, man. About time we got a jam with us. It's been a long fucking time. It's been a long time. They've been trying to get me here for a minute. Now, I ain't going to lie. It's been my fault, my fault. But I'm here today. We're going to make this happen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, now we got that out of the way, man. Tribe Called Quest? Tribe Called Quest. That's all. That's all. Right. That's all. Nah, nah. Not, not at all. Is Trudy right. Savage a good rapper? Hell no. Okay, good. Okay. This might come back to all the way, but hey. Call it like I see it. Call it like I see it. It is what it is, all right? I guess you can stay. It's one of Sam's favorite rappers. Really, Sam? Because y'all don't be listening to it. I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> 21 Sam ain't trash, man. He ain't trash. Hey, he pretty trash. Nah, right. nah. <laughs> he, he's pretty trash. It's yeah. not my job to convince you of an album that you won't listen to. Uh, can't do it. Exactly. <laughs> can't do it. I heard y'all, it. y'all heard his new joint with uh, J. Cole, right? Nope. He has a solid-ass joint. Y'all right? yeah, need to hear that shit. Okay. It's called A Lot. Uh, 21 Savage featuring yeah, J. Cole. Listen yeah. to that shit. Because you said I'm going to check it out. My nigga. Right on, bro. Right on. Appreciate it. And then when I call you and say this is garbage, you will uh, kick I, 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 I can't tell you that shit is garbage. I bet you that shit is garbage. Alright. You know what? The reason why you say 21 is, is a good rapper is because that's how trash rap is now. So you just have to look for somebody who's just average. No, that's not why. Because I actually listen to words when I listen to music. Unlike just looking at a persona and then going off of that. Give us your best show at Savage Verse. So I'm going to ask a question. Do you think lyrically... Rap has taken a step back from where it used to be back in the day with Nas and people like that were coming up. Tremendous. It felt like a cardiac arrest. I, I, I think it's just two different eras, you know? I mean... No, that, I don't think it has. Because what? you have to look for the music you want to listen to. No one wants to go look for that music. That music is still readily available for actual lyrics that you want to listen to. But nobody wants to go out and then find them. Because they're not putting on a show that getting all the likes and shit. So people will gauge towards negativity like... Bad baby, people made that bitch famous. They talk so much shit about her. You made her famous. I like, I, this is my thing. I think it's two different eras. Back in the day, in the eighties, the golden era of hip hop, eighties, nineties, it was a lot of gimmick rap. You know, like Takashi Six Nine and Crime, Crime uh, Life, and people like that. It wasn't a lot of gimmicky rap going on. Now it's like you like Sam said. There's a lot of lyricists out there still. You know, you just gotta go and find it. You know, it's not at the forefront because all these people, you know, you know, on YouTube with the colored hair and all this bullshit, they're being pushed in the spotlight. Right. You know I, what I'm saying? I would say, lyrically, actually, rap has gotten better. I would say what's pushed to the forefront is people do crazy things to stand out. 
absolutely. And, and, you know, and not to talk about Rob, but if you take Lady Gaga and how she was when she first came out, nobody paid attention to her. She started doing all this craziness, and then people started paying more attention to her. I think it's the same thing if you take J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, somebody like that. Mm -hmm. Lyrically, you got some of the best lyricists out there. But what gets pushed to the front for it, like you said, is the Takashi 619s and all those other jokers because that's what, it's easier to promote them and take advantage of them than somebody like a Kendrick Lamar. You got to think of it from the corporation aspect. Who can I take more money from? Who can I take advantage of? These kids that don't even want to sit up here and talk about what's going on in their own communities or these brothers that have their head on straight that's actually giving you good content and actually have something socially conscious to say. Well, I think on the smaller scale, though, you got people like Big Crit that you know one of the best lyricists out there, but he doesn't get the credibility. He doesn't get the that was because of his bullshit label though with Def Jam. Yeah, Def Jam I, has ruined a lot of people's shit because of how they became after Russell actually stepped down. It's not. It's not just Def Jam though. It's every label. You know, oh, or, or, or either you're signed or you're unsigned. So you know, like the most famous rappers are right now. You know, they're all signed to Atlantic Records. You know what Atlantic Records does? They find people off Instagram. They put them on like studio mills. So they'll literally give every artist the exact same beat. And like everyone put whatever you want to this beat. And then we're going to go with who we think has the best track to it. So you have the reason why that Bodak Yellow song went off. That's a Kodak Black song. They flip for Cardi B. And they're both to Atlantic. Right. Bad Baby's on Atlantic. Uh, fucking Tony Savage has ties to fucking Atlantic. But just think of it as a puppy mill. But for rappers, yeah. that's all it is. It's a way to cut your bottom line costs, but to get something out there. They even signed that one little kid, the Walmart kid. It did? Yeah. Oh, Atlantic Records. That dude's smashing. Bring him back. Oh. He has a new song. <laughs> he do? Uh, yeah, it was his whole EP. He had five songs on. I'm not surprised that you listen to his whole EP. Because I listen to music. Y'all be listening to shit. It's on the judge it. I you think of those, those, five, those five songs. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not in. I'll listen to a lot yeah, of shit. Yeah, we one good song. I'll listen to like, the shit I know about. Yeah. It's just so much music out there. It's hard to sit down and listen to everything. You know, I got a life. I can't listen That's to real. To, to a whole bunch of music. If I find something hot, it's That's real. I mean, I'm on Thursdays and Fridays. Thursday night, music drops at 9 p.m. Well, the new albums that came out. But I feel like, you know, you sit down and listen to a, a compilation of songs, and they, they're they whack. You know, you get through halfway through the album, and it's whack. You gonna sit there and listen to the, the rest of the album? Yes. No foul to you then, brother. I, I, I gotta find it. it. Like I, I can't do I, that. I, I, my time is valuable. I can't get yeah, my time back. And right. if I'm listening to garbage, I'd rather do something else. I gotta really be interested in the artist to really listen to their whole album. Even artists that I am fucking with, I don't even listen to their shit. How do you find new artists to listen to then? I listen to Little Brother, dog. That's the only thing I listen to, bro. For real. You know what I'm saying? I don't really listen to a lot of new shit. I, I listen. You know? I find new artists like sales, word of mouth. So that means someone likes me. Check it out. Sit down and tell you, right? Like, but you have the time to invest in that. Raps, I got a key. When I told you about fucking her, did I not listen to it? Like, what do I just sit there and listen to music? It's another good revenue or avenue for music as well. You just put that shit on, boom, and you come up with all kind of new shit. You know, so I hate Pandora. I love Pandora. Pandora Premium. Yeah. No commercials. I fuck with Spotify Premium. I like them all. Yeah. I fuck with Spotify. All because it's it 
incorporation in my life. It's on the Xbox, it's on my phone, I can okay. move with it, yeah. I can play aloud, I can do that. Right on, right on. I wish title was on there, but it's not. Don't you have a title account? Yeah, but it's not on Xbox. Oh. You can't move for it. You need to get off Xbox. The one you get off Xbox. Let it go. Let it go. Nah, nah, nah. For the rich and famous. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I gotta be able to move with it and, and, and do different things with it. I, Spotify I want everyone to go listen to 21 Savage's song, Nothing New, and then tell me he's not rapping about real shit. He was rapping about shit all alive. It probably is. He just, you know. No. What's he like? See, you don't want to I don't hear but. Okay, you saying right. a buddy ain't listening right. to the song. We're gonna listen to the song. This is what we do. We make a deal. We all go listen to the song. Yeah. Come back here next week and let you know what we think. How about right. that? I'm down with that. Okay, I'm fine with, with me. I and I give you an honest opinion on that. That was that was first real studio album. What's the name of the song again? Nothing new. Nothing so, new. So has he changed since that first real album? Because sometimes money make you change. No, he's gotten better. Okay, and talking about even more real shit. So if you want to put in his. What he's done so far. That's the first song to listen to. Now this latest one, what would be the song to listen to? Probably. To see how he's grown. If you said listen to these two songs, what would it be? Uh, the song about his mom. Focusing on that song. It's like the 12th track on his like, latest project. Right. So what's the first song again? Nothing, Nothing new. new. Nothing new. And then what about his mom? Yeah. All right. And listen to a lot to too. About featuring J. Cole. Well, J. Cole is still showing that one. So well, that's, that's still that, that one song that... If you listen to that song, you listen to the live version he did on Jimmy Fallon where he added another verse and didn't put J. Cole's verse on the show because J. Cole wasn't there. Really? Then it's... Yeah. Because then he starts talking about all the shit that's actually going on. Like He actually mentioned Ice and the stuff that was happening to him before he got arrested. Huh. So that's why one of the things that was a trigger for him to go after him. Hmm. It has yeah, so a lot. It says so, so, so a lot. How much money you got a lot? That's all? Yeah. That shit's trash. Oh, man. Don't go to You know what I'm talking about. Come on, bro. This is a song. This is a song. No, no. That's so, so a lot. Everybody that got a lot. That's lazy. You were just there for the chorus. You're not listening to shit. I'm not listening to the whole track, dog. No, I'm there for the whole thing. You can't tell me care about Lil Garage and tell me the chorus makes a song. It does make a song. No, it doesn't. You, it ain't like a song wouldn't be there. Well, well, it depends on what you're trying to achieve. Are you trying to achieve a, cor- a club banger? Man. Then the chorus matters. No, he to... just said he cares about lyrics. Uh, yes, the chorus is part of the lyrics. Oh, it's not. Well, obviously, in 21 Savage case, it's like, oh, I want to do a lot. But I want to do a lot. But you can't do it. Like, hey, 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 what? I feel like anybody could have wrote that. All right, then. So then, people that are just like real lyrics but can't write a song, do listen to their shit. Like who? I don't even know to start. Like, uh, any any battle, they can all rap. They're all lyricists. Because they can't. They can't make a fucking song. All they can do is battle rap, though. It's different. But that's lyrics. That's just talking shit to somebody in front of you. I when you're trying to write a song, you can't. All right, I'm going to give you a beat to do it on. Man, look. No, no, no. no. I'm going to give you a set. You said what it is. I, I you didn't said that. that. I didn't say yes, that. Yes, you did. No, I did not. I said that all you can do is you talk about said in front of you. In front of you. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. What makes a song mean? What makes a song mean? Everything. I mean, you have to be in, 
a range of everything from lyrics to the beat to the chorus to the whole thing that makes a song. The reason that better rappers can't make a song is because they just talking about the person in front of you. I do that to people all day. I talk shit to a lot of people all fucking day. They don't be like a fucking rap. That's a difference. That's a difference. I didn't sit there and just cloud the shit out of somebody. So are you saying battle rappers aren't skilled at rapping? I'm saying they're skilled at battle rapping. They're not skilled at rapping because they watch they they'll fucking make it. They don't. It's would, a reason. Would you consider Papoose a battle rapper? I think Papoose is a very under underrated rapper. I think he's a very, very, very underrated rapper. And I think that personally I understand the whole black love and everything else and how he stayed down and this and that and the other for his woman and all that. Mm-hmm. But I think that she she held his career far back. I don't really. I think, I think so. She's I, more famous than him. I think but, but I, th- I think I think it was in the situation where Remy Remy Ma held his career back. He just never just blew up. You know yeah. what I'm Niggas know about Papoose. It just he just never whether he didn't have that real big banger. Because Remy Ma was big with Fat Joe in the, in the Terrace Park. And she was still with Papoose did. True. So know? let me ask you this. For the world, not for we know from rap, but from the world, right. how do we know Papoose? Right? Do we know? Do Remy Ma, right? right? No. I don't yes. know the ABCs rap. I, I yes. said, what I was talking about the ABCs of rap. Well, the majority of the people was associated with Remy Ma. Now, real hip hop is no Papoose before Remy Ma even came into the picture. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go back to what I said before. People like Papoose, mm-hmm. their prayers, socially conscious kind of brothers, right, right. don't get the same kind of backing that somebody who, um, what's the kid from the Sprite commercial? I can't think of his name. I can't stand him right now. Oh, you're talking about oh, Lil Yachty? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't get the backing because they're trying to put out something that's going to uplift people while Lil Yachty just want to put out whatever that's going to make him money. Sam he Lose, said that. Sam Lose, yeah. But he said that's all I'm going to put music out for <laughs> is to make money. And that's why... <laughs> I don't think Papoose for real. Because you can't tell me Lil Yachty's a better rapper than Papoose. Oh, fuck exactly. Yeah. But why does he get the backing, a multi-million dollar backing, and Papoose doesn't get the backing? Because he has colored dreads. No, yeah. because he plays to an audience that's a consumer audience. Papoose has a fan base that's an older crowd that isn't where the mainstream consumer shit lies. They're not the festival goers. They're not the club goers anymore. He's not making those types of records. Well, then how do you market that? Well, eighty-three percent of hip hop is bought by white kids. So let's put that out there right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're socially conscious talking about lifting black folks, that doesn't play to that crowd. Little Yachty does because he's not talking about those things. And he has clothes yeah. rents. That's it. Yeah. Well, that that plays into that whole menstrual thing of you know, hey, I'm showing off for you know white folks, but I'm not gonna go there today. That's a different show. Right. It could be the same show. I watched. I actually watched the uh, was it the 2016 Cypher the other day mm-hmm. with fucking with uh, 21 and Lil Yachty and and Lil Uzi Vert and all that. All oh, the like, double XL bullshit. Yeah. Oh my god. You can't get that time back, right? I can't. Goes back to what I, I said can't earlier. Get that time back. But again, you're listening to guys who are not good at freestyles. That's not their rap, shit. Then why put them on a Cypher? Yeah. Because that's what double XL's old ass fucking. Thing is, and like the, the, the young rap community yeah, has been yeah. telling them for years, this about, is not what they're good at. My guys on reality said this is what I'm not good at, so I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. Because they don't want to put you on the cover, but you want the, the exposure. So yeah. then you're shot of like, so a lot of guys that do that shit, they'll do a lyric from their actual album. Mm-hmm. And it's, but it's to a beat that someone else has put on, it doesn't match. So either, fuck it, I'm just gonna know what I know and I can rap. I know I wrote this, it's on my album. You don't want to play a beat that I can rap on? That's cool on y'all, but I don't give a fuck. I'm still here. 
I'm gonna get this exposure. I'm gonna get on these yeah. views, these likes. I'm gonna get on this Instagram shit. I'm gonna do that because I'm pushing my shit. Remember, there's a difference between famous and infamous. Being known for not being able to rap, a lot of people know him a lot more for that than saying he can rap. Yeah. Right? Right. A I lot of people go to him and listen to him saying this dude makes no damn sense. They're not sitting up here laughing with him. Dave Chappelle <laughs> talks about this. They're laughing at him. I'm cool. If he's cool with them, yeah. Steve always talks about that. I'm cool about shucking and jiving for folks to make my money. That's cool. Him and Monique got into it. And Monique talked about integrity. You want to have integrity? That's cool. If you don't want to have integrity, that's cool too. As long as you cool with how you make your money, nothing the matter with that. I saw Lil Uzi Vert rapping that she had a full-blown purse on, like high heels almost, or Pumps. When he had on the pink? So she, yeah, this motherfucker had a full-blown purse and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, bruh, you know you can't rap. Hey, you got a purse on. But now, now you start getting into a history of... of um, oh, t- breaking down a black role model? Definitely. I think we talked about that on the podcast before. Yeah. Uh, which, which is crazy, man. Which is crazy. And I, like I said, man, there's a difference between a song. When I listen to a song, I listen for everything. And I listen to 21, I listen to a lot. And I'm just like, damn, this is some lazy-ass shit. It is. It depends. Sorry. Sometimes it's I'm in amazing. a mood for that clubbing, and I don't care what yeah. they're talking about. And yeah. sometimes I need that socially uplifting song that just gets right. me in a good spot. And there's that. a place for all of it. There's a place for Lil Yachty in hip-hop. There's a place for 21 Savage, but there's also a place for Papoos or Talia Kweli, Most Def. There's a place for all those guys in the spectrum. I'm not saying one's right and one's wrong. I'm just saying know your lane. If you're comfortable with that, stick to it. I just think my thing is the fact that these socially conscious rappers don't get the spotlight or the accolades that they deserve. That's, that's just the, the, my biggest thing, you know. I mean, like I said, you got you learn a lot. You got Takashi Six Nine. You got all these gimmick rappers. Like I said, they get the main bulk of the spotlight, mm-hmm. and you got all these major rap or the, or the major lyricists that just don't get the the due that they need or they deserve, rather. You know, that's my shit. But that goes back to who's writing the checks and who's buying the uh, buy the music. So what's the answer? Do we buy more music, or do uh, in support of more lyrical rappers, or do you fall into the entertainment category of the whole thing? Well, you're only twelve percent of the population. Yeah. You only can buy so much. <laughs> you buy so much. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because not much of twelve percent is worth. That too. And I feel not much of twelve percent is worth. Yeah. You know. Well, that's why I boycotted Gucci was dumb as fuck. <laughs> like, how much of the Torps is actually buying Gucci? What am I boycotting? I'm cool with my Hanes t-shirts, bro. You decide to go out and buy a fucking $600 undershirt. That's your prerogative, not mine. I'm not boycotting I don't need to boycott that. The way my life is set up, it's boycotts are for me. Like, <laughs> that shit ain't nothing to me. Right. Like, why do I care about these big fucking fashion brands that are older than slavery? That's nothing to me. They don't give a fuck about you. And they literally have... Marketing teams dedicated just for like the urban sector, shit that you will never find in a normal retail space. I mean, sell that shit there. You can't go into the store and get that shit. It, it's not boycotting Gucci. If you want to make an impact, you say, you know what? I'm boycotting all these brands that are ran by white companies and start investing in to black companies. And you don't think that will get what would keep white folks in line? Other white folks. It's not going to be black folks. You can't... What's that? The, what's the saying? You can't disarm the master's house using the master's tools. You have to sit up there and start attacking the whole structure. If you don't attack the whole structure, you're just going after Gucci. Who 
Who gives a damn? You don't spend enough money in Gucci anyway. But if you said, hey, you know what? I'm not only uh, not going to Gucci, I'm not going to Target, I'm not going to Walmart, I'm not going to any of these places. Those people would then put the pressure and say, you know what? You can't put that out no more. That's how you attack that structure. It's all about the dollars. Hmm. So, hey. Right on. So do we bring back FUBU? It is coming back. Is it? Yeah. How the fuck you keep doing all this shit? Because, man. Because you spend this time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. God damn. <laughs> all right. So how is FUBU coming back, man? Uh, some other company actually brought the brand. I was supposed to do like a release. I think it's a springtime release, like a couple months. For like a collection, like a capsule collection. But Are they bringing back Platinum FUBU? Because that was the shit. I don't know what part of it they're bringing back. I don't know if, if Damon John's actually what his like capacity role is involved with it. But it's supposed to be coming back. But like you got Gucci, at Pele Pele, at Carl Kanai, oh, uh, Fat Farm, uh, Baby Fast actually made him come back. So now they're, they're uh, like asking Beyonce to bring back Darion Jeans. The problem is, is when you try to bring all these black companies back, is you have to look at the distributors who manufacture like the denims. If you still want that good quality, what deals are they going to give these people? If they're not giving them good deals, then you're paying a premium cost, which Absolutely. means. The problem with the historically with, with black people is they don't feel they should pay full price for another black company. Yep. And it's like, I want a discount. No. Fuck you in the discount. You're not going to Gucci for a discount. You're paying a full $2,500 for some fucking shoes that on one bad step, that shit is over. Right. Like, you're going to be fucked up. But you don't but want I'm to asking you to spend, you know, 80 150 right. for a hoodie. Yeah, it's good premium quality stuff, and it's all black owned. I have black people here. I have a black marketing team. Mm-hmm. I have a black owner. Mm-hmm. I have a black designer. Mm-hmm. I have black staff. Mm-hmm. You want everyone to succeed? Then I need your black dollars to stop going here and supporting this because that one hoodie you bought, that's one fifty compared to that one Gucci hoodie you bought that was fifteen hundred. That's ten of those shirts. That's it's, 10 of those hoodies. It's about keeping that black dollar in the community for more than just six hours. That's the average time that a black dollar. Oh, so that Killer Mike shit was like super impactful. It was like, it, that's what I'm going to Mike. His whole week was ruined. Right. He's like, I got to buy everything black. Mm-hmm. He's like, fuck. There's no black on car. Oh, I can use my phone. It's not owned by a black person. Damn, what shoes am I wearing? Black people make these. I can't eat food. He's like, went to a restaurant. I was a black owned place that's cool where you get your food from oh, i'll get it from this place over here oh, i don't white people i can't eat it now well, it's more accessible farm. now though because you have the website there's websites and stuff that show you how you you know go to these black home sites yeah. and buy this stuff there's you a know. grocery store opening in atlanta mm-hmm. that is completely black owned they were trying to get funding they're close to their goal i think they're gonna they're slated to open in like another like a month or two for all their stuff, but they have the bedroom and everything is black owned. Yeah. Not from the food to the cleaning supplies <laughs> they have in the store. Like they have like detergents, all that. It's all black. Everything there is black. Mm. So if you want it, you got to be able to go out, say you want it, go get it, sacrifice to have it, and then learn the value of your dollar. That's those black communities back like during segregation were so powerful and why they changed everything and they were like fuck we're not getting any of this money like yeah we're paying them to not get any of it back well it was a time also that became so if you look at Black Wall Street and everything why they were so wealthy or how they came up 
was white folks weren't willing to sell to them. So they had no choice but to buy black. Yeah. And then white folks started seeing, wait a minute, these people are coming up. You had a, uh, and I can't, I'm horrible with names, but the, the little girl that was one of the richest people in America was a young black kid. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, she was like, she was like 13 or 14. Hey, you start looking yeah. at people that were doing hair care products and were making all this money, and then white folks basically came along and said, nope, we're going to stop that. And they shut it down, and then they start selling to those same communities. It's the same thing what you're seeing now. Yeah, I've known a weed man on the street. I don't smoke weed. I'm going to sit up here and say that right now. But I've known one that's been on the street since I was a little kid. And now, you know, they throw him in jail. And now you got all these dispensaries being opened up by white folks. But they're not letting the black folks have been in jail since the 70s and 80s out. But yet now you're willing to sell it legally to the same community. Some bullshit. Those are talking to, like, no respect to, like, like, Asians or Arab people that own these corner stores in black neighborhoods. But it's like, damn, bro, if you're, if you're a hustler, drug, whatever, right, and you're making social amount of money, why do you not find a way to clean the money up? Because you have so much of it. Easy way to clean it up is buy a storefront. Storefront is a convenience store where you're doing the extra money and revenue. I'm now... I shouldn't be telling you how to do this. I was about to say, are we not sanctioning some illegal activity? But go ahead. I'm telling you. <laughs> what you get on this podcast is everything. You're hired. <laughs> you buy the corner store. You then buy the goods that go in the corner store. The money is then being legalized of how you got it. They can't say anything about how you get this money. That is my income, bitch. I have a storefront. That is mine. I own the block. And now I can take one of my, my runners... Or your employees, and have him be the store clerk, doing whatever. You just make sure that storefront that you have that's funneling all of your uh, overflow or your slush fund of money is now legal money, and nothing illegal takes place on that premise, so that no authority figure of any agency can say anything to you. But that's because ultimately their goal is never thinking of how to get out the game. They believe that the game is a game. I grew up with a whole bunch of people that slung drugs. A lot of them in jail, but their goal was always to think, I'm going to be doing this forever. Instead of saying, I'm Let's doing this illegally, yeah. but let me get Do some property. Let me get some, like you what said. What happens when you commit a white-collar crime versus a regular crime? The white-collar crimes are paying out heavy money, man. Mm-hmm. I'd rather get pinched for the white-collar crime. Yeah, absolutely. I'd rather be Barry Madoff, man, than fucking Tyrell. <laughs> 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man, he went to Jeff for what? 80,000? Man, I got like 65 billion. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you later. I'll leave my... Fucked up. Go out of sunlight. It's six months for in club fed. But I'm also thinking that the sentence is... And they can't find the money. <laughs> That's the thing right there when they can't find the money. Mm-hmm. The mad type will keep you forever. That's cool. It's going to get interest till I get out. There'll <laughs> <laughs> be more money. Legal yeah, money. That guy's a bitch from the Swiss house. <laughs> you never see me again, America. And the Cayman Islands, but y'all can't touch it. God. So, but that's what it really means to buy back the block. Yeah. So you need to own your block. To tell people to stay on the street. Yeah, I can tell you to go off my street. I own this. I own this block. This is really my block. You know, the gangs are like, yeah, we, this is our street. No, it ain't. That's his street. He own it. This business, the, one, the business owner, when the cops show up, they're going to talk to the business owner. I own this. This is my but property. Who's teaching that to them to think that way? That's the issue. Nobody. I don't know. I can't talk to a drug dealer. Listen to me. But, uh, but that's the thing. They have the money. But 
I don't want to put you know the Magic Johnsons and people like that out there, but that's the people who need to be talking to these folks. Ultimately, those businessmen like him that have that kind of. But money I think like, it's up to these drug dealers to want to listen. You know, a lot of them they think they know everything. So if they don't want to listen and sit down and have these conversations with Magic Johnsons and these other business owners. And it's not necessarily having a conversation. It's like, look at what they're doing. Here, let me pick up these books. What did they read? Who did they learn from? And I want people to know this too. You can be a silent partner in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. No one has to know who you are. You can just be the money man. So if you're out here pitching whatever illegally, go find somebody that you know, you trust, get a contract written up. I'm putting your name on all of this stuff. You will be given this much as a salary. But I am the majority holder of this business. But I need you because you have the no record. You have the, the a substantial amount of credit that is good enough to buy this. I'm fraying the cash for all of it. I'm going to open a dispensary now. And I, my hands are now, Scott, are clean of anything dirty. And now I'm making way more money than I would ever done on the street legally now. And I don't have to worry about anything because it's all up and up. I believe there's a prominent family in Washington. They got their money firsthand from a bootlegging liquor, which was illegal. But now they're very wealthy by legal means. But they took that illegal, ill-gotten money in the beginning. I'm pretty sure I don't want to say no names, but everybody know who they are. No, I'm trying to figure out. Oh, in Washington right now? Well, they're very prominent in Washington. They have been for years. Um, that's the story I've read about the Kennedys. To be honest with you, that's how they started off their money. Oh, everyone! Knows. I thought you meant like Washington State. No, 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 Washington D.C. I was yeah. like Washington State. Fuck the no, 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 Washington dudes. No, hey, where did he get his money from? Right? Um, yeah, but the, everybody knows about the Kennedys. Yeah, that's so, no, that's nothing new. But then a lot of those families are like that during that time. Absolutely. You exploit the system to a point. It was like, all right, now it's legal. Well, now I have all this extra funding that I made illegally that I can now flip to make legal. That's how you get and you stack these generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of this shit came from that. Like if I see the last name Rothschild, so I know where you got. I know where this came from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, you want them? All right, cool. You know, there's a certain last name. Like I know your money came through some type of form of illegal activity, and that's how you guys got it, and it just trickled down. But so, do you think the difference between uh, white folks got their money, you know, whether it be illegal or, Ill- or illegal or illegal, and then black folks. Is the fact that they had an extra exit strategy? I don't know, man. You don't know a lot of wealthy, like, well, I would say predominantly wealthy black families that are out in the public. Yeah. They are, there are definitely wealthy black families that are out there, mm-hmm. by, by all means. But it's at, at this point, since, like, I would say the 80s, most of it's come through like entertainment or some type of athletic. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know anyone that like uh, that this owns like a legit business or they came up in there like a Fortune 500 company. That's their thing. There are some real estate companies that are out there now that are black owned that are doing a lot of stuff, but they're like in a in a smaller uh, ecosystem compared to the whole of everything. So if you look at like a, a Caldwell Banker or a Keller Williams. Or a solo or a solo beast house, they're not globally known like those names, but they do enough business that they're known in the Fortune 500 as a company to work for. But it's only for that like certain market, like the most of the black in the South. That's where they are. 
they're not they're not expanding out anywhere else. It's a very hard foothold to get into. You know, it's it's that old money versus new money. That old money is the Rothschilds, the Kennedys, those people, and you got that new money, which is normally from entertainment, basketball. But you also got to remember there was a time when that old black money, Black Wall Street, was destroyed. So you don't have that history. It was literally destroyed, cut off. So we really don't have old money, and then we weren't taught how to to do those things. I, I, and I was reading something today, and this guy was talking about how what school teaches us is completely opposite of what we should be learning. Entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, how to invest your money, stuff like that is what should be taught in schools. Mm -hmm. How to actually get wealth. Like, I'm sorry, teacher. This geometry shit is cool, but I need to not do my taxes. Right, exactly. I don't give a damn about this Pythagorean theorem. Look at this triangle. Critical thinking, stuff like that is what should be taught. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing against Abraham Mm -hmm. Lincoln, but who cares when he was born? That's not going to help these kids today actually invest yeah, in something 18, more. 1812, yes, 1812 told me the thing, title. All right, cool, now what's up? How do I get, how do I become uh, away from the current cog in the system that I'm already in? How do I get to another wheelhouse? That's what you should learn. But they're not, they're not even teaching teachers how to think like that because they're making the teachers put themselves in a box. And a lot of them really want to help kids, but they have to meet these bullshit standardized, mm-hmm. faster tests they want everybody to fall under so that the schools can get a passing grade to get more funding for certain things. It's like, fuck that. Sometimes you got to send your kids to like a magnet school or a private school. And yeah, it sucks. Like, they charge the cost of money. That's all they'll learn. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, though, it's up to the parents and, you know, the students themselves to, you know, take their own, you know, schooling in their hands and... Go out and find their research. But, and, and but the thing is, though, if you do that, right. you don't focus as much on what you're supposed to be doing for the school. I'm putting quotes. I know you guys can see me. To pass what they say you should pass. Because then if you don't, you're determined mm-hmm. to be an, an outlier. You're not falling into the system they need you to fall in. And then right. they want to put you in a box in a school and say you're uh, a bad kid. You're not focused. I'm like, yeah, I'm focused on not being you. Right. I'm focused on making something better for myself. But you, you just make the argument that school is there to give you enough knowledge to become a great worker, but make sure that you don't get too much knowledge where you become a problem. Mm. That's the ultimate goal of the school system as it's set up now. Because there's a lot of stuff that they can do if they want to really change the world and make it to what it's supposed to be. But they give us that bullshit rhetoric. It's, you know, whenever I hear somebody talk about the student athlete in college, for instance, right. I'm like, this is nonsense. These schools making millions and millions of dollars off their back, but don't want to give them any of it. How many of those kids will have a leg up? Think about this now. If they were getting paid a leg up before they ever left out of college. Mm-hmm. Now, Mike Krzyzewski get $10 million from Nike to make some kids wear some shoes, but Zion Williams to bust out his shoes almost breaks his fucking ankle, and he ain't getting a dime of that money. That's some bullshit. Because he could be set for life right now after this just this one year. And then that wealth goes down to his kids. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to do that. Think about too, a lot of these college students do, they have families of themselves, you know. They mm-hmm. have people they need to provide for, you know. There's a lot of a lot of these college students have so, so much riding on how they progress through their college career, you know. And the fact that they aren't being paid, you know, anything is egregious, man, mm-hmm. you know. And, but I, I feel like in the next five to ten years, that will be changed, though. You know, and I know that's not saying much, but I really do think there's going to be a, a well. If you're gonna, if you're a parent, you should be looking close to what the NBA is doing. 
the NBA is going to set the trend for whatever's going to happen in sports. Right. The NFL is always light years behind, and they'll right. forever be that way. They don't have any black owners. The NBA, though, the NBA is like, we got rid of this, this we put this one year and done thing in to appease you guys, but at this point, we're not doing that. The G League now is going to start taking in kids straight out of high school, yeah. and they're going to be paid, I think they're going to start paying like 135000 for the first year. You think about 135000 a year, or 18 year old. Absolutely. Cool. And especially if I'm now an assistant that teaches them in the NBA, do they know if we're going to be a bust or not? Absolutely. And I'd rather be paid to find out if I'm going to be a bust or if I'm going to be great and then go immediately now straight to the NBA, get this big deal, get these endorsements while I'm here instead of wasting my time in college to not get along with the coach. Coach doesn't like me, puts me on the bench, stifles my ability to grow and learn and play the sport that I'm trying to provide for my family with. Right. That's a way better way for me. I, I have to do that. I don't want... I, go, I get Duke. I get Kentucky. I get prestigious. I get all that. But I don't see any of that. Exactly. I don't see the TV deal money. I don't see the, the bookstore that sells my jersey. I wear... Ain't no kid ever wanted to go to someone by number 12. But I wear number 12 because of the number of me and my family. But now the number 12 is the best-selling jersey in school history. I don't get none of that. Johnny Manziel, $700 million made off of his jersey sales, and he didn't get a dime of it. <laughs> Think about that. They built a damn new, new stadium off of what that guy did for that school, and he didn't get a dime. Now, he came from a rich family, but that doesn't change the fact that the money he earned at school, he should, still should have got. But the whole system needs to be revamped. And I ain't talking about just college. I'm talking about all the way down to junior high, and, uh, we look at AAU, the guys are exploiting the system to get these deals, to get kids to go to certain AAU teams, which then gets back to the coaches of those schools and scouts to make those kids go there. The 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 non-family agent that just shows up out of nowhere, the uncle that nobody ever seen before. But, it, but it's even more than that. Why come? How come a Dirkman Whiskey could go to a, a basketball academy at the age of 12 over in Europe, but if a kid here in the U.S. does it, they all of a sudden say that's, that's considered professionalism. So these schools in Europe and in South America or whatever have these pipelines where they see somebody's great at a sport, they get to invest in that sport. Now here, we let them do it in tennis, we let them do it in golf, we let them do it in ice skating and gymnastics, but when it comes to basketball and football, the first thing, majority black sports, you can't do it. That's the problem with the whole system because if people want the money from the time they can see little Johnny or Leroy or whoever can shoot a fucking basketball, from the second they see that, whether it's in sixth grade or it's in junior high, they try to exploit them from day one. And the whole system needs to be revamped. If a kid has the, the ability to do these things, I don't get why they can go to hockey or they can get paid as a 16-year-old playing tennis, but this kid has to wait till he's one year out of co- after his senior year. So if he goes to college overseas before you even get paid in NBA level. Yep. But Jennifer Capriati was getting paid at the age of 13 and 14 back in the day. And I know that's an old school name, but that's how far back I'm thinking this is going. Right. And that's wrong. You think that kid that was a, the punter for UCF, that got kicked off the team because he was putting his own his own videos up on YouTube. Because he was monetizing it, but he had UCF stuff in it. He's right. like, I don't get the deal. It's my own personal YouTube channel. And they told him to make a choice. It's like, easy. The choice is I'm taking my, I'm doing YouTube. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm a punter. Like, yeah, I'm one of the best punters in the nation. But guess what? I can still punt. I can kick. That's not going to change. And when I'm talking about on my game day before I get to the field, like, I'm not filming anything in the, in the school. I'm not filming the, on the field. It's none of it. Like, your argument is because 
I play for the school. I shouldn't be making money. And I'm not making money like the traditional way. Right. Like this, this isn't traditional anymore. This is how everyone gets jobs now. Social media. Like this is what exactly. I want to do. 100%. So now he has like over 2 million followers. Mm-hmm. He does like actually like kicking events. Has his own thing he does with like Pat McAfee knows him, hangs out with him, does like trick shots and all stuff. Like he's making more money now than the average NFL punter makes. Right. He's like, yeah, I made the right choice, and y'all messed that up. Like it didn't affect me. I knew what I was gonna do. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, you look at the NCAA and how they try to help these kids. You had the kids um, from UConn. I love when he talked about it. Got slammed for having a spaghetti dinner that wasn't authorized. You got the kids that got suspended because they went and got. Traded, I think it was either their jerseys or their rings for, I yeah. think it was their jerseys for tattoos. There was a guy from Ohio State. Ohio State. That's craziness. It's craziness that these kids, they're the ones spending all the time in the, in the, in the gyms and on the football fields doing all the practice. Well, look at Reggie Bush that got his uh, Heisman stripped away. He's like, you mean to tell me the fact that I was getting paid to help my family out made me perform better on the field? Sorry, right. but I broke that dude from Fresno's ankles on my own. Right. I didn't know doing money. I love that clip. <laughs> that's that's better stop. That's that on me. Was, that 286 yards in one game, all-purpose yards, pack record, that's me. That didn't stop. But I got y'all more publicity. I got some national championship game. Mm-hmm. I helped build the dynasty. That's on me. That's my talent. That's Sorry that, yeah, my family's broke and somebody wanted to help me out. And they knew I was going to end up making that money back. So what's the difference of having somebody invest in a company on their return and investing in a person on their return? But that's the rhetoric that haves want to give to the have-nots. They want to sit up and say, we have all the power. The have-nots have none. So we're going to take from them. We're going to take from them. How rich do you got to be? How rich does the dean of Duke have to be before they Hey, man, you can be as honest. rich as the 60 families involved in all the, the college scam that just happened with the celebrities Paying for the SAT well, scores, ACT scores. That shit's bogus as fuck. I don't know what. Uh, I wish I would have known them shit because I would have just taken the SAT test for them. Because when I took the SAT test, it was out of 1600. I got a smooth 1340 on my SAT. I would have been. Y'all could have paid me. I would have taken SAT scores for all the white children <laughs> and got them in there. No problem. And not said a word. <laughs> what is shocking about this story to me? That's is all these white folks are acting like this is something new. Right. You look at Donald Trump, how he got into school. John McCain, even though they were a naval family, how he got into school. It's all the donor system, the sponsors, right. where it literally tells you if your parents donate this, like it gives you a leg up. This, why do they care so much? If you have a problem with affirmative action, which affects twelve percent of people, but then legacy. It's thirty percent of students. Your 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 priorities are mixed up. Thirty percent of these legacy students getting into class, and you going, well, I have a problem with affirmative action. No, how about the ones that actually should have been there? So those kids that got paid in to go, their parents gave millions of dollars. This is where took the, the spot of somebody who had the scores to get in and didn't make it. Well, there's that's a lady in Oakland that's suing them for five hundred billion dollars, yeah. mm-hmm. and I hope she wins. <clears throat> Even if she don't get the money, yeah. I just want to win on principle. Exactly. Somebody gonna give me my five hundred million, but uh, I won't. I won't be able to understand what I'm about to say. It's not. Once you get into college, it's not hard to graduate from college. Getting in is the hardest it's part, right? because colleges want you to graduate no matter what, because they don't need the bad graduation rate. So, 
getting into these schools is some of these schools are super super tough. The best school I got into when I did all my application shit was Cornell, and that was the tedious, was god awful, drawn out process. And then when I got in, they sent me that goddamn bill. I was like, oh. I was like, well. Change that plan. How much were they charge tuition? Uh, when I was looking at it for being out of state, it was like one thirty-five a year. So, <laughs> can you talk about this real quick? Uh, <laughs> colleges. Saw that? What's a bill? What? <laughs> Shit! My mom's at this like, bro, you don't need Nevada. And I, I applied the last day before application for Nevada. Like, oh, I was like, awesome. <laughs> We often forget <laughs> what the purpose of a college is. People think it's for higher learning. Yeah, true, that's one of the byproducts. But these colleges are in it to make money. Yeah. And then some of these schools, you look at the Harvards or the MIT, they have so much money that they could pay for the next 50 years of schools of students going there for free and they wouldn't even break the bank. It's, it's once again, the haves taking advantage of the haves not. There's no reason... Any of these schools need to be charging one hundred and thirty-five, eighty thousand dollars, whatever it is, for these students to go to school. It's just what they know they can get away with, and they want to saddle people with debt before they even get out of college. But we've been, pro- right. but we've been programmed, though, you know, to go to schools like USC, Stanford, you know, uh, Brown University, because of the, how prestigious these universities mm-hmm. are. You know, saying that you graduated from one of these universities, having a degree from one of these universities, and you're like, oh, you know, and then your parents, you know. My son or my daughter, it's it's we've been programmed, you know, to want to go to these universities, you know, right. to spend the money just so we can have that behind us. So, but think about this: you're spending one hundred and fifty thousand right. dollars to get a, for college mm-hmm. to get a job that pays you forty thousand dollars. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It it's a it's sense. a corrupt system. Right. It's a horrible system. I'm not saying that they shouldn't make money. What I'm saying is, there's you, there's no way you could tell me that that degree. Should cost somebody one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Not at all. Not at all. And then what they continue to do is start. They're trying to strip away Pell grants. They're trying to strip away all the things that help kids afford these schools, and then saddle them with debt. So there's the only debt that you can't forgive is student loan. That's ridiculous because they, it's a way to constantly get money from somebody for something that they force you to take. My sister has a master's degree. Uh, and she went to state, and then she went to University of Phoenix. And she's still paying student loans. And she graduated school about 20-plus years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you're right. It's it's an ongoing thing that's going to just get trickled down, you know. And I'm not saying that her kids, you know, my niece and nephew are going to have to deal with their student loans. But it's something that she's going to continually have to deal with, you know, probably for the next, you know, 10, 15 years. You know, because you, you take out all so much money just to put back into the school. And it's like, what am I getting for this, you know? What, what's, the only way around it is if you decide to get a government job, because then you get like a ten year like whatever payoff. Mm-hmm. So as long as you make the payments for whatever if you're doing like a, a state or government ran job, yeah, that student loan gets paid off then by the government. But yeah, but Donald Trump's trying to take that away right now. That was in the news last week. So this even that they're trying to attack because you know Bet, Betty DeVos has these schools and that's her background yeah. and she's trying to saddle more people with student debt because it helps her company, mm-hmm. which is a conflict of interest to me. And that should be investigated. But I want to work for him so bad. Right? Just get paid or what? Let's get paid. I want Sarah to do these jobs so goddamn bad. <laughs> Y'all don't understand how much I want her job. 
You just sit there and laugh for the U.S., right? Yeah. It's live for everybody. Like, yeah. it's, 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 I, it's, it's, I know it's recorded, but I don't care. Look, yeah. if Donald Trump sends out a, a tweet at 4.59 a.m., you know where he was probably at? Taking a shit. You know where I was not? By his phone. While he was taking a shit. <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with me. What y'all care about? Oh, man, this is wild. Sound <laughs> 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 crazy, right? Yeah, we said it. You know why he ain't never in here? Because they won't answer for it. What you want me to tell you? I'm trying to go hang out with Ben Carson. I ain't seen his ass. He locked up somewhere. <laughs> they got his ass in a cage. You seen him in a, I have not seen him in a cage. Not trying to order that fine ass China. Mm-hmm. They were like, sit your ass down. <laughs> he went in front of Congress and was like, they were like, yeah. Do you know what Hunt is? Ah, uh, what? The office you run, <laughs> sir. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, housing development. So you, you know what that actually does? You don't know the budget of your department? Uh, I know it's about to buy this table. <laughs> They're talking about his table in this China hut. But I want this $20,000 couch over here. I know about that. Yeah, that would be wild. Wow. But, yeah. I'll leave that alone. <laughs> like, yo, man. Somebody get this out to Donald Trump, man. Give me a job. Let me know. What do you need, man? I can get... I'll, I'll help you get reelected. <laughs> I can spend all the goofy shit you be doing, bro. Because Sarah be looking lost. <laughs> Don't know what to do. Her eye be twitching. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm doing twitching. Like, what's she stressing? Yeah, bitch, you lying. I, your eye twitching, girl. You know what? She had a point where I can't get any cover these lies no more. You know what? It's a perfect opportunity for a Sam Improv moment. No. Come on, man. Give but it the, to when him. they hit her with the uh, nah, don't you have kids line, and she's like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, kids. Don't you feel bad about that? Nah. I'm not Mexican. <laughs> she just want to say it so bad and run off. Oh. Let's hear your speech. Let's hear your speech right now to the American people to get Donald Trump reelected. Go. I don't have a good way of getting reelected after the speech. You just said you. No, I need Sarah to be job as a press secretary. Okay, so give me, give me one thing that Donald Trump did. So Jay, hello, Jay. I am. Go ahead. Give me, give me something Donald Trump did that you don't like. When he just tweeted about what happened in uh in New Zealand. In New Zealand. And okay. he was sitting up there basically saying uh, best wishes. What? That's what you see out of way. To some people that just lost 50 people that got shot by somebody who was saying, I watch I understand how the job. term best wishes can be misconstrued to be unsympathetic. But he's sending out his best wishes to the family that they can get through this horrible and troublesome time. It is an egregious act. And he is taking some flack because, you know, some people see him as a monolith, which he is not. He is not a monolith for white uh, people being egregious towards other minorities. We here... Can I impromptu as being uh, the, sick, the, the press while you're doing this? Go ahead, sir. Excellent. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to have improv with, yeah, with you. With I'm going to be the press. You, you and Derry the press. Okay. All right? We here in the White House stand firm with our... Other countries, we do not condone any act of terrorism, international or domestic, and we would like to give our deepest sympathies to those families that are going through this troublesome time. We will do whatever it takes in our power for this. Sam, Sam, Mr. Press Secretary, I got a question. I got a question. I got a question. (laughs) Jay, I will get to you. Relax. This is about right. When we are looking at these crimes of this hatred and greatest acts we do not see them as one-off we take them very seriously and we're doing as much as we can to provide support for them jay so are you going to denounce neo-nazis and the kkk right now 
We have never supported uh, neo-Nazis or the KKK. That has never come out of this White House. The White House. I'm sorry, Mr. President did say there was good people on both sides. Uh, define good people. Wait, well, you define it. He said it. Good people can be many things. They can be they can be charitable and make you a good person. Doesn't mean that I have to agree with everything you do. So the neo Nazis, do you denounce them right now? Because he has. I him. need to know specifically who you're talking about. Sir. I'm talking about neo Nazis, people that want to hate. I, so then should I categorize a general statement to all groups of people? <laughs> so what about, what about what about El Amman? The one everybody said about the Jewish anti-Semitic remarks that she made when all she was saying is she doesn't have to support any other uh, nation and she shouldn't have to be forced to do so. What about that? If that's her right, she doesn't need to do that. That's how she feels. That she but your administration says that she's wrong for saying that because that's anti-Semitic. Why well, keep raising my hand? Look, all she was saying is, I should be forced. There should be no laws to force anybody to do that. But yet, everybody says she's anti-Semitic. Although there's some Republicans that use uh, some anti-Jewish, anti-Semitic remarks that you uh, condone. Well, yeah, I'm gonna tell you. I've said nothing. Sam Andrews has said nothing. You were over using a generalized statement of the White House as a whole. I would have to go back I and president. I would speak. Uh, I said the president. So I speak for I speak for the White House. Oh, so you don't? Speak I don't for the speak for now? the president. The president speaks for himself. He has done many of he has done many of a interview and speaking for himself. So you didn't when he says something else to Me personally, I do not support them at all. Me personally. But that is me personally, not as a whole of the White House. My job is to do what's best interest for the White House. Would you tell Donald Trump that you don't support him? He knows how I feel. You are a liar! You are a liar! Good. So, it, in retrospect, we're not going to hire you <laughs> to get Donald Trump Look, man, y'all are tripping. <laughs> <laughs> you know you be sitting up there with the mother seven, eight jokers that are going to jail for all them lies in front of Congress. Shit, not me. <laughs> fifth. Huh? Fifth. Oh, wait, fifth. For the Hennessy, that's a fifth. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. I'm not going to have all of his miles. How many fish you want? Notice now that they start calling all those people to Congress, more and more of them starting to step to the side. Uh, Put my feet up on the table. Uh, uh, Come on, yeah, you lie about everything. <laughs> Do you know that white woman? I ain't never met her. I mean, I saw her once on Pornhub, but I don't know her. I don't know her. I know her. I know her. I know her. I know her. Hold on, hold on. You talking about Stormy Daniels on Pornhub? Maybe. I know. She got that little ad. I know. You know I mean? She said I made her news. But it don't mean I seen her. <laughs> Do you know Miss Daniels or not? Define Chase Daniels? <laughs> What's Daniels? I'm referring to the escort named Stormy Daniels. Sir, again, I tell you, I've seen Pornhub. I've seen her ad. I don't know her, know her. I don't have her phone number or anything, but I've seen her. 
How much have you seen I mean, seen I've seen her work. I've seen her work. Have you ever been her company? In my room on a laptop? What do you mean? What is company? <laughs> I need specifics, sir. But her work is solid at best. Skin to skin? Never. <laughs> Never done that. Skin my own skin? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> But those lotions sure. between so technically was a contact. Cherry <laughs> physics. <laughs> so this typical term. Yeah, I would have been up there, man. Time. Shit, I would have walked around the courtroom like, oh no, he he be gone. No way. On the second, them jokers start coming at him. But how? No, look where I am. Uh, what? What was it? Rephrase the question in a way that I'm comfortable answering it. Then I'm gonna keep telling you I don't know because I don't understand how you're phrasing the question. Oh, he gonna try to pull that move? What boy did? And then get them 10 years like he did just recently. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Well, we got these signed documents that say you do. Uh-oh. Uh, so you lying then or you lying now? I'm lying about nothing. I didn't see the signature. This is my signature. And do a smooth signature on the table. Does it match this one? Well, I guess it don't. And they're going to be like, well, here's all your other signatures. And I'm going to keep signing stuff on the table. No, 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 no. How many papers y'all got? 200? I got 200 different signatures. <laughs> Sorry, Congress, we got time today. I'm not going to do that. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't have gotten me from the Oh, shit, you can be fucked up. Did you pay Stormy Dale, man? I ain't pay nobody. Was it my credit card? I mean, that's easy trace. Well, my statement, it was in cash. Where's the cash at? She spent it. Well, that's Walmart's cash. <laughs> well, they paid for it. His, his fault was he sit up there and just lied about it. He should have been like, hey, look, they made me pay for it. Yeah. Well, like, look, as a lawyer, I have all my clients sign a non-disclosure agreement, so I can't speak about any of this. It's a client, uh, it's a client confidential, whatever it's called. So... Yes, whatever you want, but as a lawyer, I cannot speak on these things. Until you commit a crime, too, then all that goes out the window. Eh, the crime oh, is no, 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 the crime the crime did I commit? Uh, the campaign finance fraud, when they took that $135,000 $135, from the campaign? Allegedly. When it, uh, no, not allegedly. They have a check. What you mean, allegedly? Look, I'm like, go to jail. That's why you what you mean, allegedly? He has a check. <laughs> he got his check. Then they got the, the seven signed check. Well, well okay, I don't know why old white people want to write checks. They're old white people. See, you white in the business. They come in there all the time with checks. You going, what the hell? Am I lying? You yeah, can jokers man. with checks all the time. Don't ever write me a check. That's what you need to do. I always sit up there, hey, well, how much you got on your credit card? You got two grand? All right, let's do a deposit. And, uh, yeah, a little deposit. And why don't you come back later? <laughs> I hate checks. I hate them. Uh, but that's how I hate. But yeah, prayers to uh, the people in New Zealand. Yes. It's just disgusting. Yes. Oh yes, Absolutely. and uh, yeah, if you guys, if, if people that watch that shit live, you're disgusting too. Dude live streamed it. He did. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. he had a GoPro and he live streamed it. Yeah, I'm <sighs> trying to take all this stuff off the internet, but once it's on the internet, it's copies and copies and copies and copies and DVDs and all type of shit. You got a boy at work that watched that shit. But he always watches shit like that. Y'all know who it is. Yeah, yeah. Wow, shit. to watch that. Yeah, that's killing fucking little kids and shit going on the street. So let me ask you this: Do they build the wall around America at that point? 
Like, everybody else built the wall, so we can't either there. Look, I'm just telling y'all what it is, man. People are crazy. You're, you need to always be, like, on a on a swivel or know your surroundings or where you are. Yes. And granted, like, everyone should know, like, no place is truly safe in any country. Because you don't know what people have planned or triggers or whatever it is for the day. Tell the people you love, you love them as much as you can. Because you don't know when when any day can be over for you on some bullshit. Just like, you go outside right now and get in a car accident and be gone. You don't know. Whoa. Or you could have a mass shooting. You don't know. But people need to be cognizant and understand there are people out there in the world that literally hate you. Yeah. They despise you. Well, that's taking some of the onus off of this hateful rhetoric that people like our president spews that cause these people. These, first of all, 98% of mass shootings, for instance, in the U.S. is, is conducted by extremist right-wing white males. This president, his crew, speaks to those white males. Instead of condemning this action, what they do is they further bring it out of them. He's just the other day was talking about, you don't want to get in a fight with my guys because I got bikers, I got military folks, and I got guns. He's inciting that kind of fucking bullshit. And then doesn't want to take, except he was the one that was talking about cops, when you put them in the car, hit them a little harder, they head against the roof a little bit harder. That's the yeah. president of the United States inciting folks to do shit like this. He said that at a police union meeting. Yeah, yeah. Shit. And he's inside. Let's not sit up here and pretend like they aren't. I think the overwhelming majority of cops are good cops. But there's also a lot of racist cops out there. And we've all dealt with them. I know I have, for sure. When you have a president, when you have certain um, senators, legislators, politicians that endorse that rhetoric when you got people like david duke who's running for governor in louisiana who's a who's a grand dragon of the kkk you are inciting this kind of nonsense this kind of bullshit and then when it happens talk about oh no no i didn't mean for him to do that well you can't sit up here and say arm yourself we want to be split off from them and what's crazy is it's not only that they do it to muslims and they do it to black folks kkk is also talking about jews and there are Republican senators right now that have some have said some far worse things than uh, I think her name's Eliana Moore. I'm sorry if I get her uh, Amon if I get her name wrong. Has said way worse, and nobody wants to talk about that. And then they want to bring up this stuff. That hateful rhetoric is what the issue is. And until we address that, we want to keep having these things happen to people because they don't want to address that fact that they're the reason. I don't want to say they're the only reason because they're not. Of course, these people have issues, well, but part of that. You lighten that fire. You lighten that, that spark in him to go out and do these things. In his manifesto, he talks about being supportive of Trump and the far right and Fox News. You have a responsibility then if these people keep mentioning you every time they do this nonsense, then that's on you. It ain't just one person. It's not two. It's not five. It's not ten. Every single time they're far right and they're referencing Fox News or somebody from Fox News or the administration, then that's on you. When that lady got shot in, in, in Arizona, the Democrat, yeah, who was it? A right, a far right dude talking about Fox News and administration. Stop sitting up here and telling me you don't have nothing to do with that when they absolutely do. Hmm, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, there are people saying far worse than I just said. And they, yeah, I'm damn sure on point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they want to sit down and always talk about 
let's sit here and give our prayers and thoughts. No, <clears throat> how about some action for for once? Yeah, they shut that shit down quick, rather. Well, they shut it down. You look at any yeah. country that is, has banned automatic rifles and semi-automatic rifles, and their mass shootings have dropped considerably. Think about England and what they're talking about. They're talking about violence with knives right now. They have gone so far away from guns that it's violence with knives. You can't have yeah, any mass murders. Like mass stabbings and shit on trains. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but man, you might get three of us. I'm telling you right now, this whole train gonna lit up and fuck right. you up. Yeah. You know, but hey, hey, uh, engineer, people. open the door real quick. Mother, get the cannon, but doc. No way he's gonna take out fifty people with a knife. Uh, you have to make some, some changes. And when I hear about people, all well, the criminals aren't gonna give up their guns. Well, people are gonna do what they're gonna do. Yeah. But if you <clears> save some lives, because not everybody's gonna have access to guns. Most of these. Whenever it's a kid shooting up out of school, they didn't go out and get it on the black market. They got it from their parents' house. Once that yeah. gun wasn't there in the first place, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, we talked about that too on the podcast before when they the thing about people saying that, well, you know, the criminals are not going to turn their guns, this and the other. And here's the thing. It's not criminals who are doing these mass shootings, right? right? right. It's, not, it's not the drug dealer on the block who are doing these mass shootings. It's not, you know... Uh, Freaking, even the cartel are not out there doing right. mass fucking shootings. You know what I'm saying? So you have somebody bus disappearing. You know, I'm doing stuff with the money flow real quick. Well, bus disappear. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's all the smother shit. But I mean, it's you know this kid, as you said, going to the daddy's closet and grabbing a gun. You know what I'm saying? Or this guy who that day wasn't a criminal all day till he decided to go to the to the gun show and pass the test even though he said that he's fucking all the red flags and he's fucking crazy but get his fucking automatic rifle and go out there and kill everybody so that's the thing well what was the guy back in the day um I think it was a year or two years ago the cops thought he was a bad person oh yeah um, the school went to his house multiple times mm-hmm. everybody was like this guy shouldn't have a gun Donald Trump changed the rules Pulled back the Obama era um, drug policy, uh, not drug gun policy, which allowed the guy because he was mentally unstable to get a gun, and then he goes and shoots up the whole school. Yeah. Well, if everything was in place, and then you took something out of place that would have prevented him from getting a gun, or maybe it wouldn't even prevented him from getting a gun, but it would alert authorities that he had a gun, mm-hmm. and and the authorities like he shouldn't have access to a gun. That's stuff that needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. Even when when people have shown the mental propensity to have violence within them. If we don't change the laws to make it much more difficult for those type of people to get guns, we're going to continue to have this in this country. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm tired of hearing the Second Amendment. If you can't guard your house with a shotgun, then you shouldn't have any gun. Well, then a lot of people argue that because they said, well, I want the government coming in and taking myself. Look, no matter what gun you have, the government has a fucking army. I don't know what you think that AR-15 is going to do against a fucking tank or those homing missiles, or the fucking... <laughs> I said in the military. Like, if they want you, I'm going to take you. Right. Yeah. I'm going to have you. They're not coming knocking on your door saying, let's have a gunfight. If they're going to strike you, it's going to be... What do we do every time we have a military fight now? We soften you up with drone strikes, with missile strikes. They're not coming knocking on your door. And even if they were, they're seeing them in SWAT, SEALs, what... They're a fall like group. Like, like, Alright, that's cool, militia group. I got about 800 dudes on the base ready to roll. 
Even if you want to do a straight gunfight, you're going to lose. I'm going to show up in an armored vehicle with your bullets can't penetrate to light your house up with a 50 cap. This is ridiculous. If mm-hmm. you think you want to stop the army or whoever from coming to your house, if they want to take it, they're going to take it. Let's stop that bullshit right there, mm-hmm. first of all. This, this is ridiculous. Secondly, the whole, once again, back to criminals, because you brought that up, they have a different code. Now, people sit up here and talk about, but criminals aren't trying to take out innocent people. Criminals have to go after other criminals. That's what they do. So I hate to hear that, that notion that criminals going to keep their guns and kill everybody, because that's not what's going on. You're absolutely right. It's just a way for people to hold on to their guns. They're gun fanatics and they don't want to give them up. That's really what it is. Yeah, because that brought up to the fact that where at any point in time, you don't need, you know, $300,000, $2,000 drum on on a gun. You need one bullet. Because nine times out of ten, you shoot one motherfucker, everybody else stops. Mm-hmm. You just shoot the right motherfucker. Bow! That's it. Nobody else don't want no problems after that. Frank Lucas style on the street. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just shoot one motherfucker. That's they gave it. Us $10. Yeah, that's it. You know, well, there's also the notion when you hear people say, well, give everybody a gun and all gun battles will stop or mass shootings will stop. Shit. Well, I think only two have been stopped by somebody with a gun. The rest, even when people had a gun, like what happened in Florida, not only did people have a gun, two other people were off duty cops and they still didn't stop the guy from going in and, and shooting up the, uh, the, the club. So, giving even trained professionals guns doesn't necessarily mean it's going to stop a mass shooting from occurring. Also, that that school, that that cop that was there, where he didn't go in the building, he ran out. Because the the thing is, you don't know. Everyone says what they'll do, but you don't know what you're going to do to in the moment. You have no idea what you're going to do in the moment. Everyone talks big and bad. You're like, yeah, guess what? You weren't there. So until that happens to you, I don't want to hear shit. Because that guy. If I was that cop, I made the right decision. I don't know what I'm going up against. Mm-hmm. So, granted, yeah, I have a gun. But all I hear are shots ringing up. I don't know how many shooters there are. So, even if I go and get one of them, how much am I going to prevent from them trying to risk my life and then give them more ammunition and more weapons? Like, you have to... That's why I respect people in the military. That that's all they do. They know how to... Those scenarios and those SEAL teams and shit, how they scan this shit out. They are trained for that. That's all they do. And they do so much recon before they go into any firefight. Do you know how much training you have to go through before you won't run from the shot of gun, gunfire? The, how much training... I used to be stationed in Coronado, right across the street with SEALs training, but even if you look at the Army or the Marines, the stuff that they have to do... How much you have to go through before you condition your mind to say, somebody's shooting at me, but I'm not going to run and shoot back at them. That takes a lot of training to get there. If you think just going about You're literally gun, turning off a mechanic that's a natural born thing of flight or flight response. Exactly. It is now only fight. It is always fight. It takes hundreds of thousands of dollars to train all these soldiers. If you look how much they invest in training just one army soldier or one marine and the time that it takes for them to, to overcome that fear. And to think that, well, I have a, a, a 9 millimeter, or I have a shotgun or I have whatever in my house is going to prevent me from dropping that gun. How many, the overwhelming um, number of home invasion robberies that have somebody get shot is normally shot by the person, their own gun. Overwhelming majority, uh, like 90% of them. You're not going to sit up here and tell me that because I have a gun, I'm going to turn it on whoever's attacking me. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, ain't gonna happen. I agree. Which is fucking crazy. 
This is crazy. I, no amount of training is going to help me get rid of a gunfire, goddamn. If somebody starts shooting, I'm reacting. I can't. All that I can turn that off. That's some crazy shit to expect for people to turn that off. But that's why I'm not in the military. I couldn't do it. Well, that's why I joined the Navy. Because I figure um, we set off the coast 300 miles away and shoot missiles. If I can shoot a gun at somebody, that means they can shoot a gun back at me, and I'm not just built for that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Literally, that's what I was thinking when I joined the Navy. That's, that's man. Well, it's getting late. I know y'all got to go to work. What time working for an hour. Oh. Take I got to be at work at 12.45. Yes, an hour from now. Cool. Yeah, I was trying to be considerate. <laughs> we can do whatever y'all want to nah, do. Man. Well, we still recording. We said we do a long show anyway. Yeah, we still recording. Yeah. So can now we, we get got to the LeBron James Lakers thing we was talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. well, look, get I said this last week, and I'm gonna stand by it. I'm a huge LeBron James fan, but I'm not one of these misguided, jaded, illusion Lakers fans that is up here trying to root for this bullshit young core four. Trade them niggas, man. Yep. Get rid of them soft ass beige mulatto undercooked cookie motherfuckers, man. You can't roll with a team of light like skinned dudes like that. Nah, man, y'all got a bunch of fucking. Y'all got a bunch of wafers. What I need. Look, Seth Curry and Ben Simmons are the light skinned outliers. But all the rest of y'all. Seth Curry isn't? He's an outlier. He is not the outlier. I'm outlier. Yeah, he is. Look, I don't care what you say. I was going to be on your side because I say trade all the motherfuckers too. Nope. But I don't like um, yeah, the boy. The, uh, <laughs> the tall, why can't I think of his name right now? McGee? No, 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 Ingram? no. Ingram. Yeah. Yeah. Light skin. Uh, get him out of here. I can't. Lonzo. I, get him out of here. I thought that was a reach. Rich, who's my yeah? I don't like Lonzo Ball. I'm going to be the first one to get too. Lonzo. Lonzo is nice. Nah. See? Another misguided, illusion. Hype machine. Like, What's nice I'm, about? Not, I'm not saying he's a good. A he plays good defense, right? I'm giving him the fuck out of here. Defensively, we were we, when he was in the game, or we was in uh, when he was in, well, not injured rather. He was a top ten defensive team. When he went out, though, we're in the twenties now. I have a question for you. Yes. Do you think you get that same defensive player, defensive play from somebody else? Because he ain't doing anything else. No, he's also a good distributor as well with the basketball. He has good court awareness. He does. He's a great passer. Right. The problem is he doesn't take over games with his passing or his defense. If but you it helps. Give, if you won't give a take a top three pick, right? I need a guy that's changing the game. I don't need a guy that I can go and get off of ten other teams. I will let them know this. That draft class will probably go down as one of the worst draft classes in history. Not necessarily. Who, who else was in that draft class? Markel Fultz was number one. Okay. Lonzo Ball was two. Okay. Darren Fox is the only one right now in this top five that's playing like a top five. Right. But he plays for the Kings, so he's going to get lost in the mix throughout his whole career, especially if he stays there. But shit, did Angelo Russell out of town? Look what he's doing now. They got rid of Randall. Look what he's doing. Right. They got rid of Z-Bach, who I was loving. Oh, me Look too. what he's doing. Me too, yeah. You kept the ones that are balling, or the, kept the ones that weren't balling, and got rid of the ones that were. Because okay, you so, saw potential trade value. Okay, so check this out. Lonzo's been in the league. Well, this is his second year. This is third year. Third year. Okay. When do we get? When do we just cut bait with him? And you know, oh, you know, he's no longer. Wow. 
before he makes it worse for himself. I can't get rid of him. I'm all for trades, but I want to clarify something if it's the right trade. I am not saying he's not a serviceable basketball player. What I'm saying is we need to stop this hype like he's going to be the next Magic Johnson and get us 12 assists a game. And he's all a transcendent I, 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 I never, player. I never, I never said that. I, never, I don't think he was going to. Because Magic, you know, brought that whole right. hype on him. You know, oh, don't break all my records and your name's going to be in the Raptors and all that bullshit. You got to juice it up when you get him to the, look at the Mecca. Where you at? I thought you said that, yeah. He got dropped because his dad was on first take and then all these other shows hyping him up and the Lakers. Well, let's not let's not discount his career at, at UCLA though, man. I can. Darren Fox bust that yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah. The one game they played against each other. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Dropped 35, right. 9, 7 on him. Okay. Come on, bitch. Every, every Come on, number one every, pick. <laughs> Come on, Bruin. Nigga, Michael Jordan got crossed by Allen Robinson. Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. All that's, 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 that's cool. That's, 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 that's a great cross move. Guess you ain't gonna see me at in the finals, bitch. Have fun. <laughs> Get my ring off real quick. All I know is everybody talking about you had that dog, and I don't see that dog in Lonzo Ball. Not saying he's a good, not, not a good player. No shot, Lonzo Ball here. But Patrick Beverly got into his ass. He's a rookie, though. I don't give a damn. You transcended, right? You got something to prove, right? All these people, the, the pressure's on your rookie year. That's all on you. You want to fucking uh, the summer league MVP, mm-hmm. barely playing, mm-hmm. that got you hyped up for not. You shouldn't have been on number two. Patrick Beverly is a fucking uh, whatever a wheel player just goes from team to team. And he's like, fuck that. I'm about to shut this shit down. As he should. Made he's a look, veteran. He should. Made him look soft. He's a veteran. But everyone's saying like, yo, you get all your stuff from your dad. You're trying to prove people wrong. More reason for you to be in your bag. I think people going at him though more so because of what. His and then they saw that stat. Then he needs to step up. Nah, he does. I look. I, I look at it like this, man. I still believe in him. I think he's gonna be. I think I, he's, gonna I, be I'm good. he's gonna be a great player, but he's gonna be someone that's gonna propel us to the playoffs. Not not him alone. Not him alone. But I think his attributes. I'm telling you. So you say he's gonna be a good player, right? Yeah. Are you still I mean, talking about Nazar Ball? Yeah. Hold on. Ball. So he's a good player. <laughs> Is a good player worth the second pick of the draft? No. No, that's it. No. I give you that. I need more from a second pick in the draft. Because we don't get we don't get that that too often as a Laker. Well then okay, what's your thoughts on Brandon Ingram? Right. Brandon Ingram, I think yes. (laughs) I think he has all the talent in the I think Brandon Ingram is high as fuck. And I'm gonna tell you all times who he reminds me of. Not in his skill, but how he plays. Remember Lamar Odom? For the Kobe, same time he played? With Kobe, Lamar Odom played forever. Nah. But when Kobe's gone, get you 40 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists. Kobe in the game, all of a sudden you can't find him. He was that kind of player. Where one second he's in, that's Brad. Brandon Ingram one day would give you everything. And the next day you're like, man, wait a minute. What happened to the guy from yesterday? Why am I only getting two points and three rebounds? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the decision, I'm not getting easier, but you talk about a basketball IQ. And I can see LeBron sometimes staring at this screen going, what are y'all thinking? And that drives me crazy, some of the stuff that they do. It's like, man, they teach you in sixth grade not to do that. And you're doing it on a professional level. And it drives me crazy. And crap, they got more skill than I could ever hope to ever have in basketball. But that doesn't mean you can't look at somebody and go, man, that was the wrong play. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, do you, do you trade LeBron or do you trade the Heck no. Team? But I trade him. So the only guy that's ever proven anything is the guy with the trade. Has he? Come, Come on, on, has he? Come on, I mean, dog. Has he? I mean, what are you talking about? 
I'm talking about for the Lakers. Oh, no, no, Lakers no, right no, now. no, because he got hurt. All right, I was going to say like so. I'm not sure y'all got to think about this. LeBron had this team wherever he had him before he got hurt. Fourth place. I get hurt. Y'all win three out of eighteen games without me. Then you expect me to come back, and I have to go on a fucking just pure beast mode to even get us to the A spot, and I have no consistent support. This is the most inconsistent team My point ever. Exactly. I don't know what the fuck Brandon Ingram going to do in any night. Exactly. Mundo Telemundo. You gave me Lonzo. He hurt. Right. So the back is supposed to be Rajon. He's hurt. But Rajon has been hurt throughout the season. But he was never a scorer anyway like that. Exactly. Stevenson's inconsistent. Kuzma can show up. Maybe give me you know, 15, 20 points. But how many shots do I have to give him to do that? I don't have a consistent rebounder. JaVel McGee started off great, and all of a sudden slowed down. You brought in uh, Chandler from the Suns. Mm-hmm. That's not who we wanted from the Suns. We wanted uh, Ariza. Right. You couldn't get that deal done. We had a good sh- a good guy, you tra- and Zubak, but you traded him to the Clippers. Right. Now got me asked out with the team because you're trying to give the whole damn team away to them. Fuck Demps. He gonna lose his. He lost his job over that shit. Right, right. Trying to exploit us. Y'all should never make any of that public. Like this is the deal. I'm gonna give you this, and if that ain't good enough, then fuck it. I'm gonna let AD be miserable, and y'all gonna lose it for nothing. Cause I'm gonna get him when I want him anyway. Right. So y'all can get something for him now or nothing at all. Okay, but how much of the onus falls on LeBron for signing off on this team? Because apparently he, you know, Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley. Uh, uh, Rajon Rondo. He signed off on all. Yeah, he signed off on all those deals because he took all the bad contracts in Cleveland with him when he was there. Give me all your bad contracts. It's good enough. I don't expect to win it anyway. But I'm in the East, and I know I can get past all these teams here. So I'm fine with that. I already know I'm going to leave next year anyway. So we have all this space. I can do all these vet deals to have max cap space for another legit superstar, that's why I signed off on it. Right. But you can, still, so, get, you can still get shooters on one on one year contract. Well, well, what he did They have was, no shooting. But, but what and he I, did was he signed off on it this year. No, hey, we're not going to the finals anyway. Yeah. But now, next year, you can sign two players. You can sign AD and Clay Thompson if you wanted to, or Kevin Durant and, and uh, AD. Kyrie. You can... That's how much money is freed up. I don't think Kyrie's coming. I don't think Kyrie's coming either. He's gonna he's gonna go to New York. If anywhere, if he doesn't stay in Boston, he's going to New York. I don't think he's coming. You think Kyrie's gonna come play with LeBron again? Look, man, grass and green on the other side. Oh, he's learned that the hard way. He found that shit out. He lost LeBron several times. When I gotta apologize multiple times after the game, to be like, I miss you, hugs. Like, oh my god, (laughs) they tripping, bro. He bought him a Valentine's Day gift. Should have called him during a dinner. He stayed up late to make sure he called LeBron at a Pacific Coast time. Hey, bro, I just want to apologize, man. They out here wilding, dog. It's cold out here in these streets. Oh, they don't listen to nobody, man. I'm going to talk to the sham guy. They got, they got me on the corner with no, uh, with no jacket. Uh. So, you got to look at like a lot, of, a lot of this goofy shit, bro. Wow. So so, uh, <laughs> you gotta look at. Uh, let, let, well, oh my God. let me ask you this. Here. Yes, sir. Who do you think should go to the Lakers? Yes. 
Well, I mean, it would be nice to see Jimmy Butler coming to LA. No. I think we need scoring. Jimmy Butler's going to score like that? No. Jimmy Butler's defense. Defense. No, he's great. He's, he's a capable scorer, though, too. He, yeah, he, maybe he like 18 points. Uh, he you about well, you know, I'm talking about you got the Clay Thompson's coming up there. The Clay Kyrie's. I'm concerned about Clay Thompson right now. I think, I think, we, the, I think, I don't know Clay Thompson right now. It's like his shooting's been way off the show. What's going on with him? Uh, he's, he's still I think there's some stuff man. going on behind the scenes over there. Don't forget Clay Thompson's dad with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. The well, his brother plays with the Dodgers. Well, no, I think not, not, not anymore. Ah, go home, big bro, man. I'm oh, just well. saying. <laughs> Maybe, you know, his shooting's off because he might be thinking about making that trip down south. If, if they max him, I mean, it's a, it's capable if they don't max him out. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's I don't what think I'm he's going to get a max contract. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't max Look, I would tell everybody straight up in the locker room, have have meeting, failing me, look, when y'all know right now, I'm going to get this fourth ring. After that, I'm out. I think Kevin Durant's in the same boat. Yeah. I'm going to get a fourth ring well, and I'm out. I'll get my legacy off. Fuck it. I'm out of here. Y'all can do whatever y'all want. I might go be with... I might go back to OKC and say, fuck y'all, man. <laughs> I think KD's going to New York. I don't think... I don't think he's going to go to New them. York, man. I think AD I don't think, I don't think those guys, as good as they are, want to be around James Dolan. It's a lot of money to leave on the table. New York? Not the money could. from New York. I'm talking about the money... From the from everything else that's associated with being around, but that's there. why the, Carmelo went there on those promises too, because of the location James Dolan had, mm-hmm. and he didn't get any of that. This is true. He's got more of that being in Silicon Valley mm-hmm. with those guys. This is true. And if you stay in California <laughs> to monitor all your businesses that you have where you are and things that are going on, you're now in Hollywood too. Another cash flow. Of money, but is, what is, isn't KD from like New Jersey or somewhere? He's from uh, Maryland. Where Mar- Mar- There you go. Sometimes you know people just want to be close to home. Yeah, he was supposed to sign with the Wizards and decided. Eh. Uh, nah, what? If I'm going there, I'm going to New York. I ain't going to the Wizards. Hey, he's from close. So I'm going. To, if, I'm going to, if I'm going to do it, losing, it's going to be in New York. <laughs> it ain't going to be with the Wizards. I don't know, man. Sure. I don't know. Although, I also think of. Kawhi Leonard is not touching the Lakers at all. No. I don't, and I wouldn't want Kawhi Leonard. I think he's a great player. I just think mentally he's not made of hanging out in the in a in a big city. It's not his cup of tea. He wants to be in those small cities. Mm-hmm. So I still think it's AD and Clay Thompson, well, which I'd be very happy. With. We'll see. And I can't wait to the lottery if the Lakers get a lottery pick and somehow get that bust up in there and fuck the whole thing up. <laughs> that one damn ball they get. <laughs> Well, there's Zion. No fucking LeBron. Ha, bitch. Oh, y'all gone. Me and Zion will run it. It's 2 on 5. Man. Don't tell me where bro get it. I'm going to tell you right now. That ball pop up. LeBron is down. But Vito, we won. The commissioner will do just like they did with Chris Paul. Vito. Yeah. Ball right back here. Hey, you got to let that went the whole thing to Oh, it was wrong. What? Let them cheat Zion. I'm going to tell you right now to give Zion KD. And they be coming. <laughs> well, man, I ain't made with the monsters, bro. I take a big cut. Brother went in the thing, bro. Zion, what kind of Nike shoes you want, bro? I got them in the back making them right now. Paul George going to sit over there. No KC, I done fucked up, man. I got all your Asian kids meeting right now. What kind of shoe you need? You need steel toe on that? You need the Timberland boot toe? You got the tire treads on the side to make sure you don't come out of it? Let me just shit. 
They, LeBron be so damn happy, like, oh, y'all fucked up now. <laughs> I'm about to find us doing the block all game. <laughs> okay, what y'all think about RJ Barrett? I think mean, uh, he's a good one, too. He's over there. So, Duke is predicted to have tied five out of the top seven picks, but I'll be there. Like, they're so supposed to be one through four is Duke, yeah. fifth is probably that kid from Texas, Marquette. Oh, I thought it was a guy from Texas. Uh, another, I think the kid from Marquette. And then the next two picks should be Duke. Damn. There's six men as a top seven pick. <laughs> but they said the second five will be starting on any other team. But, okay, so how do you, so what should rationale behind the fact when Zion went out and they were like three and three and some shit like that, you know? Because it's a different, it's a switch up. Zion is like a different type of a player. How you, so you think about how you run your scheme all season, right? Right. Just right. like when you lose LeBron, right. you play to what his strengths are. Mm-hmm. You don't have a guy that's really giving you most of your points in the paint because they were they weren't like a big shooting team this year from the outside. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff happens in the paint. So when you take that away, you're not forcing guys that weren't in a shooting rhythm that become shooters. So RJ Barrett can shoot, but he's a volume shooter, so his numbers are inflated because of that. Right. But usually, if I'm a volume shooter, I can do get away with that because I have a guy in the middle that's getting the rebounds and then feeding, kicking it back out to me. I don't have that anymore, mm-hmm. so we're we're susceptible defensively now for defensive rebounds and offensive rebounds. Yeah, and I, I think people overlook the impact he has on that defense. He's a mo- he's the one people get to the rim a lot. He's the one that's blocking all those shots. Yeah, did you see They're that not a shit very good against uh, who was it against uh, North Carolina in the the semis when that motherfucker went for a jump shot and Zion caught that shit midair and hit him in the face with it. That shit was nasty as hell. This fool went up for a drop step. Zion caught the shit with one hand and boom, volleyball in his face. Yeah, he, he was like, what the hell? No foul, bitch. One guy on the side of the court ran up to the other side and blacked somebody shot him going in for a layup. Who thought? Didn't even see him coming. Yeah. He, defensively, I think, is where he's made the biggest impact for him. Yeah. And people forget that. He's great offensively, but defensively, he's such a huge... I when just you don't lose that... They have nobody. They have no big man besides him. As when he gets to the league, he takes care of his body. That's a lot of weight to be moving around. Like, see, that's a lot of games now. You playing extra on that body. I see it differently. I think he's going to be just fine. It's different from a guy that's like you know, one hundred and sixty pounds, and all of a sudden blooms up to two eighty. This is a guy that's been this big through high school and now college. I think his body is used to it. It's not like a Greg Oden who just sprung up overnight and got super tall and his joints didn't weren't made for that. He's been this size, been a bigger kid his whole life. Shout out to Greg Oden, got his degree from Ohio State. Right on. Like two weeks ago, he graduated. Shout yeah. out to Greg Oden one time. I think he's 80, but. What are you going to do? Good dude, like, good dude. Oh, and I was speaking of that draft class, so it's going to be trash. So you got Markel Fultz, Lonzo Ball. Tatum was in that draft. I still thought Tatum was in yeah. Now, if they would have got Tatum over Lonzo Ball, come on. Josh Jackson. I don't know what he's Sorry. doing. He Darren Fox. Jonathan Isaac. Lori McRim. He plays for the Bulls, so Lori's doing all right. Yeah. But that's Levine's team now. Right. Sorry. Frank Nicotina had a good year last year. Yep. This year. I haven't heard anything from him. Dennis Smith Jr. Already been traded. He's doing well in the Knicks. Huh? That's going to work out for him. Right. Zach Collins, Malik Monk, Luke Kennard, Donovan Mitchell, good with the Jazz. Right. 
uh, I think that that draft at a bio in, in the the fifteen to twenty. You know, what I'm saying? That's what doing that. yes. At a bio, he's up in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Right. He had a good. He got. He did well in the playoffs last year for him. Not making a lot of noise right now. Right. Serviceable right now. Right. Uh, Justin Jackson. And then you got Justin Patton, Wilson, Leaf, John Collins, Harry Giles. Fuck, he's doing. He's supposed to be good out of a uh, Kentucky. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Terrence Ferguson, Jaron Allen, uh, Linden, Swagan, and then you got Kuzma at 27th pick. Mm-hmm. His ass is out of here. <laughs> so you could have had Kuzma and Tatum. Look. But I think like the. Look, Jimmy Bus. Look, man, it's that fucking LA mystique. All that shit was hyped up to keep the hometown boy home. I agree with you. Send his ass to Orlando. Go to the Magic player. Or do do what they want. Hey, all right. Phoenix, y'all don't y'all obviously don't want to win ever. Take all our contracts. (laughs) Damn, you're gonna do Phoenix like that. Go play book. Damn. Go play book. That's where daddy wants you to go anyway. You can go have him, Jello and Mellow. How about that? I got a whole family in sunny Arizona. How does have Arizona. at it? Don't give a fuck. Y'all like y'all get darker that way. Go out there. <laughs> <laughs> and you will stop talking about a white people like that. You said mulatto, beige, <laughs> other cook. Pancake batter ass. Appreciate the way you talk about light skinned folks around here. Oh man. All that beige rage. Wow. The mulatto's kicking in strong. Uh, well, on that note, folks, we gotta get ready to go. About time to wrap that shit up, B. <laughs> yeah, my life's King Joe, should we get in before we turn the mic off? No, I'm cool. Disrespecting life, folks. Saying, right. Come over here for this kind of thing. <laughs> we got cookies, though. I mean. I'm going to get a cookie. <laughs> Jay, thank you for joining us on the show today, though, brother. It's been Appreciate a pleasure. I thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm going to come through again whenever y'all want me to. I, this has been an absolute joy. Uh, yeah, you nice know, having you, dog. We can nice. talk anything y'all want to talk about except uh, trading LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> anything I'm, else is on the table. I would. Uh, if they were to trade LeBron, we're going to trade him too. What would you trade him for? Seth <laughs> Castle. <laughs> If I ain't getting KD, look, I need the franchise. What? Yeah, I need the franchise. <laughs> I need all of it. <laughs> and the key to the city. Huh? <laughs> I need the key to the city, bro. Like, you need a free Pornhub account? I'm going to need a whole bunch. You need a Pornhub premium. premium. All, <laughs> I need all passwords. No, <laughs> 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 30 day trial, a 30 year trial. <laughs> Unlimited access to hey, all of them. Shout out to X and XX. Fuck Pornhub. My man! <laughs> X and X is like they don't give a fuck be on their <laughs> <laughs> everything. You all in there, you're supposed to time checking on that side. Time checking that out once we leave. They got some good shit on there, dog. Category shit looking all weird. Get that man that paper towel and that jerky. We out here. Uh, peace. peace.